Welcome to the Minister's Friend podcast with pastor and author Dr. John Kimball. The Minister's Friend is a podcast helping pastors and other church workers navigate the challenges of leading the flock. John has been a church planter, a local church pastor, a seminary professor, and a denominational leader. He coaches and mentors pastors and missionaries around the world. Drawing on over 30 years of experience in local, regional, and national ministry, John and some of his colleagues provide practical guidance on the topics you request. We are so glad you've joined us. And now, here's our host, Pastor John. Thank you, Anna. Hello, everyone. And welcome back to the Minister's Friend Podcast. The story you're going to hear today from our guest, Dr. David Campbell, is one of my favorites. I'm not going to steal his thunder. You're going to hear it in a few minutes. For those who've not been with us the last two weeks, our current series is a little different than my usual podcast because it's actually an impromptu conversation over breakfast with our cousin while on vacation. Normally, these podcasts are planned well in advance, but this one came upon us, well, more organically. I encourage you to go back and listen to the previous two weeks if you've missed them. David is telling of his time serving as a U.S. Army chaplain in Baghdad during the Second Gulf War. Besides being family, David Campbell is senior pastor of Due West United Methodist Church in western Cobb County, Georgia. It's a fantastic church that strives to truly address the needs of its community while sharing the timeless good news of Jesus Christ. Let's head back to the Campbell kitchen table and my breakfast conversation with David. So there where you were stationed, uh, you actually got to see the Tigris and the Euphrates. Yes, we we didn't stop, but we did ride by where the Tigris and Euphrates come together. And you think about the story of creation in Genesis and of the Garden of Eden. It talks about four rivers where they come together. And those are the only two that are named. Yeah. So we got to see that. Yeah. Wow. Almost wonder if you saw space where <clears throat> the, the garden may have been. Yes, you know? we had that conversation. Yeah. Well, and there were so many other sites I wish we had been able to see. Nineveh, located in the northern part of modern-day Iraq, mm-hmm. uh, modern-day Mosul. Uh, the Tower of Babel is really between Babylon and Baghdad, current mm-hmm. Babylon and Baghdad, but I didn't get a chance to go there. We talked about Susa, where the events of Esther take place. Yeah. Somewhere on the Iran-Iraq border, we're not really sure which side of the border. but yeah. uh, And there were others, uh, some of the Old Testament prophets that, we're in that part of the world, so a lot wow. of our more of our Old Testament, I think, than people realize, mm-hmm. took place in Iraq. You've got, of course, Israel, uh, where Paul traveled, Egypt, uh, where Moses was. But after that, I really think Iraq might have as many biblical sites yeah. as any country. Yeah, and it's it's sad to me. I mean, I've, I've had the blessing of, of being to the Holy Land. I've been to, to Israel, and and it's a it was a life changing experience for me. Yes, it is. Um, in several places, I think the, the thing that impacted me the most uh, when I went was standing on the steps where the Holy Spirit fell on the day of Pentecost and just saying, you know, this really, these are really the steps. This is, <laughs> this is really where the church was born, you know. Yes. Um, but uh, I, I am sad, you know, this, this stirs in me a sadness that uh, this very history-rich part of the world where the foundations of the faith of the Old Testament uh, many of them are, is not a place that's safe for, for a lot of people to go and, and see these things. That's right. I've been home now more than 15 years, and that's been one of my prayers from the time I was there till today, is that there will come a day when it is safe enough. Yeah. Uh, 
that people can go. Yeah. Uh, you, you talked a little bit about while you were there on the ground, you had developed a uh, a study of the Bible in Iraq. Yes. Can you talk just a little bit about that? I mean, we've talked about the sites, some right. of the sites that are there. And that was largely what we talked about. Uh, I tried to put those in context and just, it was for me, it was a way to accomplish a couple of things. One, it was interesting to me just to take the time to learn that. I thought it would be helpful for some of our soldiers to know that. But of course, also, I had people that would never come to a chapel service who would come. So it was for me a good opportunity to share with people that might not come to a chapel service. This is what God has done in this place where we now are. Uh, the story, they, some of them didn't know the story of Jonah other than just mm-hmm. from you know, hearsay or stand-up comics that might have referenced it. Right, right. Uh, or certainly didn't know the story of Abraham, so it gave me a great opportunity to share with them a lot of the Old Testament story. Yeah. That's awesome. So being there, did, did, the, did the biblical nature of the geography, did that impact the troops? Very little. Hmm. Very little, unfortunately. Uh, just we had the opportunity to see some of those places, but still, mm-hmm. it, it was uh, you're pretty occupied. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trying to stay alive a lot of the time. Yeah. Um. So one of one of my favorite stories when you came back um, was about Easter Sunday, mm-hmm. uh, a very unique Easter Sunday celebration that you had in in. Saddam's palace. Yeah, it wasn't Easter. Actually, it was our just. I think it was our first Sunday there. Okay. Uh, We were talking about. We actually arrived there on a Sunday evening, and so I had uh, the whole week. So we started immediately talking about the first chapel service, Mm -hmm. and we just we picked the most convenient place, which was this palace where we stayed when we first arrived. We were standing up the post, so when we got there, the palace had been bombed out. Hmm. There was no electricity uh, other than the generators we brought. There was damage everywhere. Uh, the place had been not only bombed but then looted by the locals who came hmm. in and saw the opulence in these palaces hmm. while they were starving to death. Yeah. They're coming in and seeing gold fixtures on uh, in the bathroom oh my. for Saddam Hussein while they were starving, so it had been looted. So anyway, it was uh, palace living was not everything it's cracked up to be. Mm-hmm. But that's where we started before they brought in uh, the quarters for us, eating MREs with no air conditioning, no showers, none of that. So uh, the palace was just a big shelter for us. But so that's where we did our first chapel service. Mm-hmm. And it was, I didn't think too much about it until afterwards a soldier came up to me and said, chaplain, that was pretty cool. I said, Thanks, I guess. What do you mean? <laughs> and he said, you just preached the gospel in an Iraqi presidential palace. That's got to be the first time in history that's ever happened. <laughs> and I will be honest with you, I was kind of taken with that. Yeah. Uh, I, I did really think, that is kind of cool. I mean, yeah. I, I, you know, that's something that will go on the resume from here on out, right? <laughs> uh, and I forgot how long it took before God spoke to me and said, uh, I called you to preach the gospel Everywhere. Everywhere. Don't get so worked up about the where. Yeah. Get so worked up about sharing the gospel. Amen. And so God humbled me. And so it yeah. never went on the resume. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not as important as I thought it was. Well, a- amen to what God said, but it, it's still pretty cool. It is still pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine worshiping Jesus and preaching his timeless gospel in one of the presidential palaces in Iraq? Wow. 
And that on top of living for a year in the midst of some of the historic geographical foundations of our faith as described in the Old Testament. Genesis 2, 8 through 14 tell us of God's perfect plan to establish a garden in Eden of the east. And the river he created to water the garden was the headwaters for four great rivers, the Pishon, the Gihon, the Tigris, and the Euphrates. David saw the spot where the Tigris and Euphrates join. Could he have seen what remains of Eden? Genesis 11 tells us of a tower built on the plain of Shinar, where men tried to become like God. David didn't actually see the area where the Tower of Babel was built, but he was right there in the region. Starting in Genesis 11.27, we learn the account of Abram, who would become Abraham, and his origins in Ur, and his travels around the Fertile Crescent to Canaan. David saw these places and talked about them on last week's episode. The entire account of Queen Esther takes place in Susa, modern-day northern Iraq, and the story of Jonah and his prophetic assignment are found in Nineveh with its ruins in modern Mosul. What's sad is so much of this rich biblical history is inaccessible to most people, and David was limited in what he could see because his primary reason for being there was to serve the spiritual needs of our troops. Even more distressing is how some of these sites have been treated, either destroyed by war or covered over on a dictator's personal whim. Nonetheless, David's time in Iraq serves to expose the rich history and biblical accuracy of the Old Testament narratives. A chaplain's ministry to the members of the U.S. Armed Services during such times like this are critical. David had many opportunities to minister to people at moments of great need. He was also able to minister to some of the Iraqi people. There is no doubt that his time there was spiritually significant. And being able to point to various locations in their proximity and show the troops the biblical story, many of them actually for the very first time, well, that's huge. I'm grateful for all those who serve on the front lines, but I'm particularly proud of our cousin for the investment he made in the kingdom of God so many years ago. Please join us in praying for our chaplains. As I requested at the beginning of this series, we're using this podcast conversation as a reminder to stop and pray for the chaplains of the U.S. Armed Services, for our police and fire chaplains, and also for our institutional and hospital chaplains all of whom serve people spiritually under rules and circumstances many pastors never have to face. Again, I've heard from some of the chaplains who listen to the podcast, and they are very grateful for your prayer support. Next time, David tells us a touching story about an emergency that he had to address on the field, and how the grace of God flowed overwhelmingly in one soldier's life. You will not want to miss this one. One of the biggest concerns we've heard expressed both by members of our audience and in other venues is how it seems the church is losing men. Fewer and fewer men are regular in their participation in church life and ministry. It appears that fewer men are leading spiritually in their homes today. And at least by some reports, more men are experiencing anxiety and crises today than ever before. 
In two weeks, we're starting a new series with Dr. Pete Alwinson, the executive director of Forge, a fast-growing men's ministry in greater Orlando, Florida. Pete and I recently sat down in a local sandwich shop to talk about the needs of men and how the church can best address them. It's a very practical and timely conversation. I'm so glad you were with us for today's episode. I hope you found it helpful. And if so, would you do me a favor? Please tell your friends about this podcast, especially those that are in ministry. Your recommendation to others is the only way we grow our audience. Thank you for joining us here on the Minister's Friend Podcast. Let's do this again real soon. You've been listening to the Minister's Friend Podcast with pastor and author John Kimball. Be sure to check out today's show notes for additional tools, resources, and information. If today's episode has been helpful to you, let us know. You can shoot us an email at podcast at johnrkimball.com. That's podcast at johnrkimball.com. You can also leave a note on our Facebook page. These are also the best ways to suggest topics for future shows. We want to hear from you. And please tell your friends about us. Until next time, may God bless you and your ministry with great fruit for His kingdom. Bye!